Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. From Cincinnati. Sponsored in part by Skyline Chili. Stop by Skyline Chili for a three way or cheese coney today. Feeling good? It's Skyline time. This is ESPN 1530, Cincinnati Sports Station. Good afternoon. Welcome in. Thank you. Thank you. Cincy 360 on ESPN 1530, Cincinnati Sports Station. We're going streaking. Oh, we are. We are. We are a service of Skyline Chili, where anytime you're feeling good and hungry, it's Skyline time. And who better to kick us off today than former President Ronald Reagan? A bipartisan snuggle fest. <laughs> it's too good. It's too good not to, to even make listeners wait until the top of hour number two. And that's Man. a little bit of a difference today, Austin. That's right. We got Jay Morrison at 130 today. So talkbacks bumped up to kick off hour number two. Be ready. Be ready. Get your talkbacks in a little earlier today. That's not all we have on today's show, though. No, no, no. The voice of the orange and blue FC Cincinnati back on the pitch tonight against Toronto where they just went above the border across the border and beat up on Toronto above the border above the border <laughs> they beat up on Toronto this past weekend well Toronto quick turnaround they come to TQL Stadium tonight you know what tonight is Austin what's tonight may the fourth be with you Tony I just received word right before we went on the air Mm. I will uh, I will be in attendance wow. tonight. First game, I'm going to a TQL stadium. Will you be dressed up in Star Wars costume because not, that is being asked of fans? Right. I'm not planning on it, but a lot can happen between now okay. and 7.30 tonight. That's okay. all I'm going to say. So we've got the Orange and Blue and the voice of the Orange and Blue, Tommy G, in segment number two. We've got quick hits, locks of the night, as I mentioned. Talkbacks, Jay Morrison, box of chocolates, and, of course, the Cincinnati Reds. As Why former, you say, why'd you say it like as that? former President Reagan just led in for us, the Cincinnati Reds, they're three and twenty, and I jokingly made a bet with Austin that we could do the reverse Marty on myself. <laughs> um, and by the way, if you're just listening, the reverse Marty, all it is is us wearing a wig. Some mm. people could construe that in a different way. It's just us having to wear a wig <laughs> if the Reds were to lose 10 games in a row. And after they lost their first 10 in a row, Austin had to wear a wig. And he said, okay, next 10, you're up. And I'm thinking, no way they're going to lose 10 in a row again. Well, mm. seven in a row, two more against Milwaukee. You do the math. Friday night could get very interesting at Great American Ballpark. And this this could be a sick-minded way of thinking about it. Mm. But if they are going to lose 10 in a row... <laughs> I would like it to be that Phil Deal gives up a meatball. Wow. And you have to wear the wig because of Phil Deal. Wow. <laughs> I will hear I will stand for no ill talk towards Phil Deal on this show. Here's <laughs> here's the thing. We're gonna get into a game in just a minute called Wheel of Blame. Oh yeah. We're gonna spin a wheel, and I believe there are what, eight or nine names on this list. And whatever name the wheel lands on. We're going to put some of the blame, none of the blame, all of the blame on said person. So 
before we get to Wheel of Blame, is it wrong, Austin, that last night when watching some of this Reds game, I started to feel bad for the players? And I know, like, wife made a comment, like, well, they're getting paid a lot of money to do this, which I agree. But at some point, you, you just have to start feeling for these players who are going through what is historically right now one of the worst seasons in Major League Baseball history. Kyle Farmer, who's been a little bit of a bright spot, is batting 232. Tommy Pham now leading this team with a 240 average. Votto's at 122. Uh, Senzel, 222. Moustakis, 240. It's just, it's tough to watch. And I feel bad. I, I honestly feel bad for the players out there that are going through this because it's it's not a talented team. But I've seen a lot of other less talented teams or on the same level that actually can just like run into finding a way to win games. I mean the Baltimore Orioles are eight and sixteen. The Detroit Tigers are seven and fourteen. That's it. That's who the Reds are looking up at. The Reds three and twenty. That's hard to do, even if you do have a terrible roster. Now, they get Tyler Stevenson back last night. Still no Jonathan India. No Joey Votto now. I have a hard time believing it's going to get better before it gets worse. And, oh, by the way, Austin, did you happen to catch our guy Tyler Malley last night? Oh, gosh. So so if you weren't, oh, boy. If you weren't listening to Quick Hits yesterday, we made a wager in quick hits, and we said, what total is higher? The Milwaukee Bucks team total or Tyler Malley pitches? Do you know what the Milwaukee Bucks scored last night, Austin? How many, Tony? 86. Uh-oh. Tyler Malley went three and a third. Do you know how many pitches he threw? Just three and a third? Yeah. Oh, probably like 75. 92. Oh, my God. Tyler Malley in three and a third last night pitched more pitches than the Milwaukee Bucks scored against the Boston Celtics. That's insane. I mean, that's one of the craziest stats that I can remember in three and a third. Tyler Malley, more pitches over three and a third. I, I, I have no words for it. The jokes make themselves. That. Oh, man. All right, let's do this. Let's do this wheel of blame. <laughs> because why not just pile on at this point? Yeah. Here it is. I like this. Upbeat. Yeah. You know, get get the crowd going a little bit. Yeah. Make everybody smile, and then let's just slice it right in half. Here we go. Wheel of blame. Tony, the first name on this list, Joey Votto. Wow. So Does Joey Votto deserve some blame, no he, blame, all the blame, or what? Great question. Joey Votto deserves a little bit of this blame. Oh, and really? look, I know that Joey Votto batting 240 would not change a lot. But Joey Votto, from a career standpoint, has now dipped under 300 for his career. Last year, Joey Votto hit 36 home runs. This year, through 22 games played, zero home runs. One double, nine hits, 29 strikeouts 
in 74 at-bats. He made the switch to the hockey stick uh, bat. That didn't work. He's now off of the hockey stick back. He's on the IL. Um, And from what I've read and listened to, Joey Votto is fighting father time. And when Mm. you fight father time, what's he have to do now? He's got to guess a little bit more on these fastballs because he wants to make sure he can catch up and he's getting fooled by breaking balls. He's guessing he's not hitting. Joey Votto, a tiny, tiny piece of the problem here with the Cincinnati Reds. Austin, what say you? I don't think Joey Votto deserves very much blame at all. Even if he was hitting normally, this team would probably still be 3-20. and 20. Okay. I think they'd be 4-19. and 19. Okay. Now, this is an interesting name, Tony. Former Reds GM... Dick Williams. Oh, Mr. Williams, you sly, sly, sly guy. <laughs> Someone saw the writing on the wall. Man. Made a smooth exit. Now, I can't blame Dick Williams because I think Dick Williams knew ahead of time what we all know now that this team is not investing, this team is not going all in, this team. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older. But Mini Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. And the situation they've put Nick Crawl in, not easy to compete with. I don't give Dick Williams any of the blame. I don't either. I don't think he deserves any of the blame. We should have, we should have known something was up when Dick yeah. Williams... Hit the pavement. Yep. He was never a bull in a china shop. No, he Thanks wasn't. Thanks the wheel. Nick, Nick Crawl. Yeah, I had yes. to grab it real quick. COVID-19. Oh, the old COVID-19 blame game now, Are huh? Are going to blame any of this on I COVID? I am not blaming COVID-19 because, quite <laughs> frankly... Whether there are fans in the stands or no fans in the stand at this point, COVID-19 is not going to help this team. And I'm not going to listen to this team or any other team in Major League Baseball cry bankruptcy, cry losing money. They use COVID-19 as a crutch. COVID-19 gets no blame on this team's 3-20 start. I think it gets a little bit of blame because, according to Phil Castellini, they lost $40 million because Mm. of COVID. However, every team in Major League Baseball lost a significant chunk of money because of COVID-19, and some teams are more aggressive now than they've ever been in the past. According to who? According to Phil Castellini. I don't believe it. Okay. That's true. Show me the books. Open the books. All right. Fine. Okay. That's a good point. However... You wonder, if COVID never happened, would the philosophy be the same? That's my question. Mm. I think COVID gets a little bit of Okay. Okay. Reds fans 
Oh, how much no. blame do Reds fans get here? Well, they aren't packing the ballpark. They're not creating a home field advantage. Whoa. And for that reason alone, the Reds fans get zero blame. The Reds fans are some of the smartest fans in Major League Baseball. Without the Reds fans know what's going on in front of them. In fact, fans in Cincinnati in general know what's going on around them. You're not going to pull the curtain over the fans' heads here in Cincinnati. They see the writing on the wall. They want a winning team, and they're not getting it right now. Tony, how much blame oh boy. do the very successful football programs oh. in Cincinnati deserve for what's going on with the Reds right now? The Bengals and the Bearcats, obviously. Well, we would be uh, naive to say none hmm. because the Bengals and the Bearcats have set a precedent in the city of Cincinnati on how to win. Luke Fickle has set a precedent. Even though they've lost the offensive coordinator, the defensive coordinator, the special teams coach, even though nine draft picks are gone, the, the, the Bearcats are expected to still compete. <laughs> the Cincinnati Bengals went to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Super Bowl. After two wins, four wins, Mike Brown doesn't know how to run a team. Duke Tobin doesn't know how to, to run a personnel. Well, the model franchise now are the Cincinnati Bengals. And for that, even as unfair as it may be, Bengals and Bearcats have raised the bar in Cincinnati, mm. so they get a little bit of the blame. Okay. Wow. So they're spoiling the fans <laughs> that you just yes. said don't deserve any blame. Yep. Interesting. Fans have been spoiled <laughs> by good products on the field. Tony, I have a question before we move yeah. on. Are you officially ready to say, and you've lived here your whole life, mm. Cincinnati is a football town? 100%. No, no hesitation. Kyle Farmer, if you're listening to this, I'd be happy to hear your rebuttal. Wow. I would also be happy to maybe jump in the cage with you. Give some give some pointers here and there. This feels like a shot. Kyle Farmer said this is still a baseball town. I have to respectfully disagree. And I met Kyle Farmer. I think he's a great guy. I think he's a really good player. This is a football city. All right. Reds manager David Bell. Now, I've been very harsh on David Bell in the past. Very, very harsh on David Bell. I questioned a lot of his in-game decisions. Um, respectfully, David Bell, because he is the manager, is going to get a small portion of the blame from me, but not nearly as much of the blame that this organization is going to pin on him. David Bell is unfortunately, I think, at some point going to be the scapegoat, and he doesn't deserve to be. Mm. Look at the players on this roster. Look at the team that he has to parade out there night in and night out. He can't help Tyler Malley go three and a third. He can't help Joey Votto figure out his swing. He's trying to put the best product out there, and his hands are tied behind his back right now. David Bell, small morsel, not small as much blame. Morsel. What say you about David Bell? Because you think David Bell's career trajectory is going to surpass that of Luke Fickle here soon. That's not exactly what I said. Mm. And you continue to put words <laughs> in my mouth and bend them around in different directions. It's not entirely true. Um, I don't think David Bell deserves very much blame at all. Uh, I would say, again, a tiny morsel, morsel of the blame that the Reds are in this position. But overall, none. Last year, he deserved a lot more because they collapsed down the stretch. And Collapse. that's his That's his team. And I think obviously you and you and Mo deserve a lot of the blame there with the skyline bet as well. So um, not entirely on David Bell. Okay. Reds hitting coach Alan Zinter. Oh, Alan. Now I heard I'm gonna pull a Mo here. 
Oh, Allen. Now, you patted me on the head here in the preseason. You told me, Allen Zinter, look what this offense is doing in spring training. They're explosive. They're going to come out and hit the ball. Just wait. You're going to be surprised. Well, the Reds rank second to last in Major League Baseball in hitting. They're hitting a team average of 200. They don't steal bases. They strike out an ungodly amount of time. They don't walk. They're not good. And for that reason, Alan Zinter, you deserve about 15% of the blame. Maybe 17%. Phil Castellini. (laughs) Phil, 50% of the blame at least. Maybe 60% of the blame. 50 to 60. Phil Castellini tried to sell this team to this fan base. Phil Castellini cried bankruptcy, cried losing too much money, tried to tell us. Now, again, we've talked about this. Either Phil Castellini actually believed that this team could compete, which is sad in itself, or Phil Castellini lied to this fan base when he told us that this team would compete. Either way is not okay in my book. Phil Castellini at least half to blame. What do you say? I think he deserves a good chunk of the blame. Yep. Um, from what we've gone over so far, there's still a lot of blame left to go around. I think Phil deserves a good chunk of it. Um, just basically, you know, he's the, he's the COO. Yep. You know, he's right there in charge next to his dad. This is their decision making. This is mm. their plan. This mm. is the parameters they put around Nick Crawl. Speak so, on it. Mm. Preach. The man who was once dubbed by many as oh the boy. greatest pitching coach oh. in baseball, Derek Johnson. The greatest pitching coach in baseball now houses the worst team ERA in baseball. Wow. 6.12. Do you want to know what the next closest is? Please. 4.99, the Pittsburgh Pirates. This is the worst pitching staff in baseball. And here's the, the worrisome piece. Nick Lodolo, Hunter Green, young, talented mm. players. Is Derek Johnson 100% the right guy to be leading them at the start of their careers? And it makes you wonder, Kyle Bodie was mm. let go in the offseason. Yep. yep. That was a part of a cost-cutting move. That was a part of what the organization kind of seemed to be going uh, back against analytics, which yep. I thought was interesting. They said that's not what they're doing, wow. but huh. it's, it felt like that. Kyle Bodie out the door. Derek Johnson takes over that role. Yeah. You wonder, A, if it's too much for him. Yep. And B, I mean... Pitching staff's embarrassing. Pitching staff is embarrassing. And what you said about the Pittsburgh Pirates, that tells me there's going to be fireworks this weekend and it's not just going to be on Friday. Whoa. Mm. Uh, So Derek Johnson and Alan Zinter each get 16.5% of the blame. 16.5%, okay. Reds owner Bob Castellini. You know, I'm going to put Bob in the same category as Phil because... I don't think Bob is capable at this point of really understanding or, or putting out there what needs to be done. I think he is the face right now, but I don't think he's pulling any of the strings. I don't think he's really? making a lot of the decisions. I really don't. I watched I watched him read off note cards mm-hmm. on opening day to try to send a message to the city. And the fact that it's now 3-20 and 20 and you don't hear much from Bob, you don't right. hear much from Phil, I think they're two in the same. Interesting. I don't necessarily disagree with you. Okay. Tony, our final name. Yes. 
Nick Crawl. I believe I have 11% left to spend. <laughs> so Nick Crawl will receive the last 11% of the pie. Okay. Nick Crawl is a bull in a china shop, and I never have heard that as a term of really endearment. Uh, about a G- Have you ever heard it about no. a GM ever? No. No, it's not <laughs> something you want to be labeled. Look, I know his hands have been tied behind his back, but you took the job. It's your team. You're making the moves, supposedly. So... I'm sorry, Nick Crawl, but you get the last 11%. Wow. How about that? Who would have thought? Congratulations to all. <laughs> who would have thought on May 4th we would be playing Wheel of Blame? All who received. or Yeah, how about this? The, what are they, 12 and a half games back, and mm. it is May 4th. It's yeah. Star Wars Day. Star Wars Day. May the but 4th be with you. On Friday, head out to the ballpark. Jedi Joey Bobblehead Night. Joey Votto on the injured list, by the oh, way. Yeah. Sickness. Uh, real quick, we have... A lot of calls here waiting. We've got to talk to Tommy G in just a few minutes. Let's take two of these. What is there a wheel we can spin for these calls? Yeah, sure. Let me Let's just, I this just wheel put it going. away. Let me grab Bring it. it back out. There you go. Okay. Spin that thing. All right. Go get it. Come back with it. This is Marcus in Covington. What's up, Marcus? Hey, Terry. How are you? Good. How are you? Uh, patiently waiting for football. You and me both. Um, in your opinion, when the trade deadline comes up, what do you think um, – the next wave of players is going to be to be traded. Look, here's what it's going to be. It's like you're driving down your neighborhood on a Friday afternoon and you see the yard sale signs put up all across the neighborhood. The trade deadline is going to be a yard sale here in Cincinnati. Uh, Luis Castillo's name is going to be on this. Um, They're going to keep the young talent. I don't think Stevenson, India, Hunter Green, or Lodolo are touchable. I think everyone else on this roster will be available for the Reds to shop around. You, you, I guess, historically can get a little more value during the season because teams are eager to want to go all in for a run. I think there may be three or four names that are untouchable. I think everybody else would be open for business. Yeah, I do agree with that. I mean, you know it's sad over the weekend when, when we get swept in Colorado that the biggest news was Aquino being yeah. made a first assignment. Yep. Um, and you go and also, back – and also, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, you go back to that flash in the pan of when he took over Major League Baseball for that month and month plus and, and now where it's fallen to, I think you, you go back and you have to blame some of the developmental process because he was never developed after that month. He's regressed each and every time he's been out there and it ultimately ends with him being removed from the team. Yeah. I mean, in my opinion, about two years too late. But, yeah. Um, also, if... Uh, Reds do end up losing 10 in a row. Mm. Do you guys make another um, reverse Marty and include Mo, Mo in the next time? Oh, absolutely. Mo, Mo will be next on the, the list <laughs> wow. for a wig. Even though he's not even in here to defend himself right now, Mo will be here. Marcus, I appreciate you calling in. Thank you, ma'am. I appreciate it. Thank you. Yep. Phones are sounding good. Let's get one more here, Austin. What do we got? Tony, this is a fan favorite, Girth Brooks. <laughs> Girth, what's going on? Tony, how you doing? Hey, we're we're day by day here. Hey, uh, after my show last night, I got on stage and I had a little extra sprinkle, sprinkle, drip, drip. <laughs> and uh, I tried to get online and buy you some tickets to the Garth show, but I think it's sold out, man. Sold out two nights. And believe, b- believe it or not, I mean – yeah, I'm Garth and he's Garth, but I got no relationship with him. I mean, 
I don't know what to do for you, man. Has he reached out to you at all to this point Not about being a part of either one of the nights? Not, no. Well, that that in, its, that in itself is a crime, and I might not even want to go to the concert now if he hasn't even reached out to you. Has his legal team reached out to you about anything? No, sir. I love it. I love it. <laughs> not as of yet. I not as it. of yet. Garth, I, I appreciate your hard work and dedication to this show each and every day, and uh, we enjoy hearing from you. Thank you. And we enjoy you, sir. Thank you. How about okay. that? We got a mouse in the pocket. <laughs> That's girth and maybe his alter ego. <laughs> we gotta uh we gotta get to a break. I'm it all on my roof. Um Tommy G is the voice of FC Cincinnati. <laughs> and uh he is gonna join us when we come back from break number one. Cincy three sixty right here on ESPN fifteen thirty, Cincinnati Sports Station, a service of Skyline Chili. Now, your chance to win $1,000. Just enter this nationwide keyword on our website. Spring. That's spring. Enter it now. Hey, Alexa. Who's going to win it all? Getting ESPN 1530 from iHeartRadio. Welcome back. Cincy 360 on ESPN 1530. Cincinnati Sports Station, a service of our good friends at Skyline Chili. And speaking of ESPN 1530, you can hear tonight's match with FC Cincinnati on ESPN 1530. So I thought it very appropriate to talk to the voice of the Orange and Blue right now. It's Tommy Galerda. He joins us. Tommy G, what's going on, buddy? Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older. Or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a Midi clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Tony, how are you, my friend? Good to hear from you. Always a pleasure to get to talk to you, especially on match day. Now, I, yes, I, think, I think for a lot of people... They haven't, if they haven't followed along closely, this is a vastly different team at this point this year than it was last year. How many differences can you pick up on from the way this team's playing right now compared to where they were last year at this time? Oh, uh, let's not just stop at last year. Let's go for the last yeah. three years, right? Uh, vastly improved. And, and look, they have the organization and the chemistry that's being provided by Pat Noonan. And they have a major league soccer general manager in Chris Albright, who's in the front office and making moves that make really a lot of business sense for this club. 
And therefore, you know, some of the roster renovation that we talked about weeks ago, you know, has been ongoing. And there's more pieces coming in. And and one of them arrived last week and made his debut and and will probably make his TQL Stadium debut tonight. Um, And look, so all of a sudden you have those two pieces in place and it's making a world of difference. And you have a team that's growing together a little bit. Um, and different guys have been out for different reasons, and other guys have picked up the pieces. So, look, they're they're three, five, and one, and this is match day number ten. And if they win tonight, then four wins in ten games will be the quickest they've ever gotten to four wins yep. uh, in four years in Major League Soccer, and that's a huge accomplishment. And look, it's evident because there's been some close games. The Montreal game certainly could have gone a different way and been a result. The LAFC game probably should have gone a different way and they could have gotten a result in the DC United game at home. Uh, you could feel that way about it. And look, uh, soccer's that, that way. And some of the teams that FC Cincinnati beat maybe feel the other way about it, right? They, maybe they should have gotten something out of the game, but the team is improved and it's evident every time they take the pitch. I, I keep reading about this team and I don't know if it's if it's more from a coaching standpoint or the players that are on the field, but everything I read about Acosta in the middle is that he has controlled the midfield for FC Cincinnati in so many different ways this year. Is there one particular player that you can point to? Is it a scheme change? What do you think leads to that outside of what Acosta has been able to do? Well, look, it's uh, certainly the tactics and, and what that Pat Noonan has been trying to do with these guys, right? And, and Acosta is the engine in the middle that certainly makes the attack go. But Junior Moreno's been fantastic. as a defensive midfielder that they, they added to the group late. Uh, Junior started every game this year, has played almost every minute, not quite, but uh, almost every minute in the midfield. He had been working with Yu Yakubo quite a bit, and the two of them had started the first eight games of the season together. Yuya picked up a knock and missed the game at Toronto. Harris Madunian stepped in and started alongside Junior Moreno. And, you know, now Obina Woboto comes into the mix, and, and he'll be part of that that partnership in the midfield. And, look, uh, the tactics that Pat wants to run aren't exactly what they're running right now. But he also recognizes he's got to put their best opportunity on on the pitch every night to get a result. So, he, he went with a 4-4-2 diamond in the game against Austin, and that went very poorly, right? Uh, everyone will tell you that. So he switched things up. They went to three center backs for a while, and now last couple games we've seen four at the back line with two center backs. So they mixed it up, but Pat's looked at his personnel and figured out what gives him the best chance to win on every given night. But Junior Moreno in that defensive midfield has been a really, really big consistent piece. And then, of course, Brandon Vasquez, with his five goals early yeah. in the season and his emergence as a, a regular goal scorer. Now it feels like it's been ages since he has scored, since he had those five goals early on in the season and, and hasn't had one since, but he got a knock in the Atlanta game, missed the LAFC game, came off the bench, and, and certainly is anxious um, to get back out there and score again. This organization was very clear at the start of the season that the roster is not yet where it needs to be, but it is improving and soccer is this different aspect where you do make additions during the season, and it's not yeah. it's not foreign for these additions to get acclimated right away. So I've always been fascinated at, at how that works with soccer, but certainly FC Cincinnati, as you kind of alluded to, they are making additions as the season right. goes on. How much do those help now, this team going forward, of a very long season still ahead? Well, I mentioned, mentioned the one, the Nigerian, right, Obina Wobodo. And uh, Obina arrives last week, and, and this is the part that nobody really understands, right, is everything that goes on behind the scenes to get a guy eligible not only to come into the country but to work in the country and to play in games and then to go to Canada and play in a game. And 
the front office staff and uh, Satoshi Tatsumi, who's the team admin, you know, he has to first work to get his work visa worked out so that he can come to the United States and start training with the team because that's working, right? So he can't come here until that. So he's literally getting meetings set up with a consulate in, in Istanbul where Obina was playing to get him a work visa to come to America. This this guy gets to America last Monday, does his physicals on Tuesday, and by the end of the night, Satoshi's putting him on a plane with him to New York City right. so they can have a meeting on Wednesday with the Canadian consulate to get a Canadian work visa so that he could make his debut at Toronto and come off the bench in that game on Saturday. And, you know, then he finally practices with his teammates Thursday, gets on another plane. The guy was on a plane Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, not Thursday, Friday and Saturday. So six out of seven straight days he was flying somewhere in, in, in Istanbul, United States, Canada, all over the place, right? Um, so it, it's a testament to the guys behind the scenes who, who right. make it happen to get a player here as quickly as they did. But they signed him as a designated player, and that means that he's one of the highest-paid guys on the team and that they paid a significant amount of money to get him into the club. And, again, going back to that system in a 4-4-2 diamond that, that Pat wants to run, you've got to have a really strong anchor in your defensive midfield. And I don't think there's any question that everybody thinks Obina will be that guy. And so they're really excited to, to see him come onto the team. And then, look, there's been a guy like Ian Murphy, the rookie out of Duke. He, he's been with the team. He started four times already this year, scored his first goal at Toronto. And he's emerged as somebody who could be consistent as a center back option. So all of a sudden, you know, look, a lot of guys have a lot of minor injuries, and Ronald Matarita has a, a more significant one that he's out for a while, but that's the only significant injury at this point. So as we start to see some of those guys come back from their minor injuries, there's a little bit of depth forming, a little bit of competition at spots, and that's kind of exciting to see. Yeah, great. Competition is just going to help the product on the field. Tommy G, the voice of the Orange and Blue, spending a few more minutes with us. It's also very interesting for tonight's match, Tommy, it's a back-to-back. Yep. I mean, this is a very short turnaround very, very rare. against a team that FC Cincinnati just traveled to play and beat in Toronto. So now Toronto makes a quick turnaround. They come to Cincinnati. Um, just the the difficulty of playing the same team with this short of a turnaround in Major League Soccer. Yeah, it's interesting. We've talked about it so much over the past five days, right? I was leading in the game in Toronto and then for the one – tonight and it uh, it seems like you know kevin and i talked about it a lot in the broadcast kevin hates it right i think it's kind of fun um because i think tonight will be a little testy right uh these two just played each other right cincinnati won and and now toronto's coming here trying to get a little bit of revenge and there weren't a lot of yellow cards weren't a lot of hard fouls in the game but look they just saw each other so if you got beef with somebody it's not like you're playing them three months later and and you're you know i mean maybe by then you're not as angry about it You, you might still be thinking about it um tonight and and not that i'm saying that i necessarily think that's the case but uh i think that emotions are a little bit higher having having just played each other four days ago so um yeah it, it's tricky it's not common look it happened twice last year in major league soccer but one of those times when when red bulls and new york city played back to back they actually played uh three days apart it was because of a weather situation had postponed the game and, and they had to find a place late in the season to to make a match fit and the other one was on either side of a FIFA window so look it doesn't happen very often the who concert moved this game right. up two weeks it's supposed to be two weeks from tonight but with the who coming in on May 15th that all changed so it's uh you know a little bit of a different um situation but I think and, and Kevin talked about it in the broadcast like Cincinnati has the upper hand in this matchup 
because they just won. So they should be feeling confident, right? They scored two goals. They got a victory in Toronto. Now they get to bring Toronto into their home Mm -hmm. where Cincinnati should be more comfortable and and the Orange and Blue should have a better chance of getting the win. You see this sometimes in Champions League type settings where you'll have legs back-to-back Wednesday, so maybe a week apart. Um, But, yeah, absolutely. It's – it's kind of exciting in my mind, and, and I'm excited to see, you know, if, if Cincinnati can put these two together. They've had success in MLS against the Canadian teams, specifically Montreal and Toronto. So uh, if they can find a little bit of that mojo tonight, then, then certainly opportunity for a positive result. It's just unique because you know so much about the other team because you just played. And yeah. to your point, FC Cincinnati has the confidence. Toronto, on the other hand, they want to come make a statement because FC just came to their building and won. So I think there's a lot of interesting dynamics let me finish with this with you. Um, everyone is well aware of what's going on in the city of Cincinnati with the Cincinnati Reds. They're 3-20. and 20. We yeah. just talked about it in the last segment and the Phil Castellini opening day remarks. Well, tonight is an opportunity, I think, for maybe some that haven't come out to the pitch yet, that haven't seen yeah. TQL Stadium, to watch a product on the field that is improving, that is building towards something. And, oh, by the way, it's Star Wars night from what I understand So we got Star Wars night, but for those maybe that are turning elsewhere or are attending the game tonight, what, what can fans expect if it is their first experience at TQL Stadium? Well, look, you're going to be in, in the finest soccer specific stadium in the country and right away. And everybody who, who comes to the game and, and I gave some of my tickets to some first timers, uh, tonight and and the reaction is always regardless of what happens like what an experience what a stadium uh, because simply put it's beautiful right it's a great experience there's going to be great energy there they they played an open cup game two weeks ago and there was what five thousand people there and the energy was great it was all, very odd we didn't have any broadcast responsibilities so but Kevin Alex and I kind of sat together and in, in, in the seats in the stands and we we're like man this is wild right and but there was great energy that night there's only five thousand people there for an open cup game and so tonight there's gonna be 20 22,000 people there and there's gonna be great energy and and the supporters should be really excited to welcome the team back in and sure you know you have your star wars theme stuff going on so if that's what you're into then there's certainly the opportunity you can come in in costume and all that good stuff probably make your way on the tv if you're in costume so that's kind of cool but um look it's it's about the experience. It's about these guys playing hard, working hard, trying to win back to back games for the second time this season. Uh, you know, get to that fourth win in ten games and continue their momentum pushing forward here in the month of May. No doubt, a huge opportunity tonight, TQL Stadium for FC Cincinnati against Toronto. That uh, gets underway at seven thirty. Make sure you get there plenty of time. Uh, enjoy the walk before the game and, and all the festivities that that happen. Um, with TQL Stadium, it's been a uh, fantastic journey to this point, and and seeing now, I think I think the the most positive right now is you see a light at the end of the tunnel. You see that they are building towards something, oh, yeah. and and that's exciting because that's direction and and that's a a positive understanding for fans to say, okay, it's not where we want to be right now, but look ahead. That that's where we're going, and and you can see the path that uh, that FC Cincinnati is on to get there. Yeah, no doubt. And and just like we started it, a credit to Chris Albright, general manager, Pat Dunan, the head coach, because they've put together a clear vision now for the club and their smart business moves in the way that they're building out this roster and, and looking to the future. And they're not making snap judgments or snap decisions that will handicap the team. And 
you know, the guys who are on the team are stepping up and doing a great job. So credit to all. Love it. Tommy G, I know uh, match days are always busy. I appreciate you taking a couple minutes with us today. Enjoy the broadcast tonight and uh, come out of there with a victory. Oh, yeah, anytime, Tony. My pleasure. Yes, sir. Appreciate you. Tommy Gallardo, the voice of FC Cincinnati. May the fourth be with you tonight at TQL Stadium. we got to get to a break. Quick hits, locks of the night with Mo Egger when we come back. Cincy 360, a service of Skyline Chili on ESPN 1530 Cincinnati Sports Station. Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois. Cincy 360 continues on ESPN 1530 Cincinnati Sports Station. It's time for Cincy 360 Quick Hits on ESPN 1530. All right, we're back. We're a service of Skyline Chili. Moe's here. Let's let's do this. Uh, yeah. Cyclones come up short last night in yes. Game 7. Yes. FC Cincinnati has a match tonight. They do. Uh, we're going to talk to Jay Morrison in hour number two. From The Athletic. From The Athletic, as it relates to the Cincinnati uh, Bengals. I just, I this came to me in segment number one today. Mm-hmm. We joked yesterday. Mm-hmm. What number is greater at the end of the night? <laughs> Milwaukee Bucks points or Tyler Malley pitches. Tyler Malley went three and a third and yeah. threw more pitches than the Milwaukee Bucks scored <laughs> points last night. It felt like he went about 11 and two thirds oh innings gosh. last night with the number of pitches he <laughs> threw. Least pitch efficient guy I've ever seen, man. It's it's laughable at this point. It's not even worth taking time to dissect what happened in these games. No. Um, we did have a caller ask today, if the Reds lose three more in a row, I have to wear a wig. I heard this, and if then you said Moe's going to wear a wig. If there's another 10 game, and what's the odds of three 10-game losing streaks Pretty good. in the season? Pretty good. So you'll do the reverse, Marty, as well. Sure. There We're all going to get our turn. We're all going to get our turn uh, this year. That's awful, I, man. Honestly, I, I, I don't know what else we can talk about with the Reds. I mean, now uh, Joey Votto's missing time. Yeah, I mean, you did it the right way. It's assigning blame, but, I mean, at, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, if if any of the people beyond ownership that you spun on, that you hit on, yeah. started performing better, doing their jobs better, is it really going to matter all that much? Right. So so the interesting one that I had, outside of Austin kind of putting blame on you and I for last year. I heard that. Um, do you put anything on Joey Votto? I think you always put something on players who are underperforming. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. If Joey Votto is having a, quote, typical Joey Votto year, and I'm not even sure what a typical Joey Votto year looks yeah. like, is this team significantly better? I mean, 2015, 16, 17, Joey Votto was unbelievable. He had 36 home runs last year. Right, but I mean, those three years, 15, 16, 17, he was unbelievable, and the Reds lost 94, 94, 95 games, so one guy can only do so much. But, I mean, yeah, look, if, if this team was going to have any kind of chance, your established players were going to have to yeah. perform pretty well, and they couldn't be terrible. And Joey Votto, I don't know that I would say is most responsible among all the players for what's happened. I don't really think there's any one guy. But I think it's always fair to look at players that you thought were going to perform at a certain level and have not. Joey Votto certainly falls into that category. Yeah. Who is the uh, who is the first casualty as a result of what's happening? I think that's a great question because the optics of firing David Bell, I talked about this extensively yesterday, the optics of firing David Bell – would not be good. Yeah. Because even if you don't think he's a very good manager, even if you think, you know what, we're moving on and we want to get into a search and just get out in front of this, firing David Bell is going to be mocked. This team Correct. is already a punchline. This Derek Johnson's is, interesting, though. Derek Johnson's interesting, and I, I, you know, you mentioned the name Kyle Bodie before. That whole dynamic is fascinating to me. So start with Derek Johnson. Regarded as a great pitching coach, what did the franchise do this offseason? Mm-hmm. Added responsibility. Yep. He is now the franchise's director of pitching and pitching coach. I wonder 
How much of that is compromising his ability to work day in and day out with big leaguers as they prepare for their mm-hmm. next outing? So there's that. And if there's one thing he needs to be doing is focusing on the young arms on this roster. Right. You don't want them to go down this path of where they're going right now. The Kyle Bodie thing I think is fascinating because I think there's a few different dynamics in play here. I have talked to people who have said, well, Kyle Bodie is still teaching methods that involve spider tack, mm. which are not allowed to use anymore. Uh, I've heard people suggest that Kyle Bodie was not something that anybody could get along with. Fine. At the same time, he was taking the pitching in a specific direction, and I think they were starting to achieve some pretty good results at the minor league level. Right. And then suddenly and drastically, they just pivot away from it. Gone. And that, to me, is a microcosm of how this franchise has been run for the last 15 years, where, hey, we're going in this direction, and then suddenly we're not. I don't know. I mean... Look, if you if you look at Derek Johnson from last year, they took away Sonny Gray, Wade Miley, who had a good season. I mean, a year ago at this time, Wade Miley was keeping this team afloat, and this season Luis Castillo hasn't made a start. That's going to make any pitching coach's job more difficult. Um, the, the, they At the same time, I mean, the results are what they are. I, I have a feeling if Derek Johnson were to be let go, he'd be out of a gig for like three minutes. Yeah. Whereas with David Bell, I certainly think he could work in baseball. I don't think he would ever be given another managerial chance again. But, I mean, honestly, all these people are meat shields right now. They're meat shields for management. They're Correct. meat shields for ownership. And I, I just I, – I have a sense that they're, they're, they're really intensely thinking about what the local and national pushback would be against effectively saying – See, it's the manager's fault. Right. And I asked this question on opening day. Phil Castellini's defensiveness with the questions that he has been asked, to me, I think you can say that those things might be rooted in the fact that he doesn't completely believe in this plan. Mm-hmm. Okay? Well, if you are firing managers and reassigning pitching coaches a month into the season, that yes, tells me a month. you really didn't believe in this plan to begin with. The plan that was sold. So either you didn't believe in the plan and you sold it anyway, or you didn't just have a lot of knowledge of what you were selling. Either way... Not a good look for the Reds. Uh, real quick on the Bengals, care, don't care, indifferent, no overseas game? Uh, don't care. Yeah, in the same way. Yeah, don't Could have been cool, but I'm happy that they're here Doesn't every move game. The meter you don't have to worry me. about I mean, the travel. No, don't don't, don't care at all. The only thing that moved the meter is, is we finally— I tried to tell my audience that they were not going to be yeah. playing overseas, and people got mad oh, at me. Yeah. I tried. Yeah. So if you had your hopes up, I tried— you got mad at me. Yep. Can't do anything about that. And they no, essentially added another home game for the New Orleans game. Yeah, that's interesting to me because, you know, if you're the Saints, um, did you lobby the NFL oh, to take the Bengals with to. you? At the same time, that game is going to generate some buzz. It's going to sell really well. So, um, no, I mean, had they played overseas, fine. Had they not played overseas, yep, or not, that's okay. I'm in the same boat. Uh, we have to sell as well because um, we didn't sell last night. A no. little short on locks of the night, but it happens when hey, you're hitting it like a 90% clip. When you go seven in a row with player Correct. props, it's gonna happen. the streak is going to end. It's like with the Reds. At some point, they're going to win a road game. You're right. And the streak is going to be over. Ideally, the next uh, any of the next three games mm-hmm. would be great for me. Let's get to locks of the night. Hey, Degenerates, oh. it's time for locks of the night presented by Cincy Shirts. Visit either of their two stores, downtown or in Hyde Park. Check them out anytime at CincyShirts.com and follow them on Twitter at CincyShirts. Now, let's make you some money. If you're like Austin and you're heading to TQL Stadium tonight, 
uh, Cincy shirts has a slew of Cincinnati uh, FC Cincinnati shirts. And Austin's going to do something socially tonight. Yep, hmm. but he wouldn't tell you know who he's going with, when he's going, where he's meeting before. Didn't, didn't invite us. No, didn't invite us. Got tickets himself. Hmm. Uh, but they also have the uh, May the Fourth be with you line yeah. as well that ties into FC Cincinnati. Sure. So CincyShirts.com or any of their two retail locations. We lose last night, but uh, you don't lose if you got to watch that second NBA game. Phenomenal. It's a really good game. John Morant in a league of his own right now. Yeah. The only, let me ask you one thing before we get to our locks. That game felt like it was one possession away from Golden State taking control of it and basically yes. winning the series after two games. And the Milwaukee-Boston, that felt like Milwaukee knew, okay, look, we got one. We stole. We did what we need to do. Yeah. Let's get back to Milwaukee. Sort of felt like they went through the motions last night. They night. were probably watching the, the Brewers game sure and not worrying about it. Tyler Malley's in our town. Yeah. Throwing 1,000 pitches in yep. two innings. We can't score over 90, yeah. uh, 92. So with <laughs> with that being said, uh, anything in basketball and maybe a quick look ahead to the Derby? I like the over. I'm not going to go through the Derby today. Mm. Because, frankly, I forgot we were supposed to do that today. Yeah, you know, that's fine. I'm not here on Friday. You're not here tomorrow. Well, I'm here on Friday. You're here tomorrow. So I'll be, is Austin doing the show? Yeah. I'll oh. be here tomorrow. Great. If he I'll can make to, it after the game to, tonight. If he can make save it, this for tomorrow. If he can make it after the, uh, oh. Well, uh, that, did all this work. That being said. You do it tomorrow. At 10 to 1 right now, Mo Donegal. Mm-hmm. So you have to bet on Mo. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. We'll just leave it at that. Yeah. That's Somebody, a little teaser for you for tomorrow. That is. Yeah, that is that is a little teaser. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Uh, yeah, what do you like to <laughs> I was going to tell a story, and I chose against it. I like the over 207 and a half tonight, Philly and Miami. I think Miami plays a little bit better offensively than they did. I think we get some uh, positive offensive regression from Philadelphia. Can't back them. And I'm really interested in what Doc Rivers is going to do with DeAndre Jordan. Minus 22 and 17 minutes nice. on the floor last night. He'd had a layup line at the rim when he was in the game. Doc cannot play him. Uh, I like the over 207 and a half. And if you want to get started on this, this game starts in about 15 minutes. Like the Guardians against their old buddy Mike Clevenger. First wow. start since having Tommy John surgery. Give me Zach Plesak with an ERA of 225 at home over 12 innings this year. He is uh, taking on a road offense that is not very good. I like uh, the Guardians. I think it's at plus 125. I don't care that much. I like Cleveland to win the game outright. You have persuaded me to take the over in game one. Okay. And look, we alluded to this yesterday. Luca goes off in game one. Mm -hmm. Suns still comfortably cover. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. I don't know how Luca can play any better. I think DeAndre Ayton is a nightmare mm -hmm. for the Mavericks in this series. 
I'm going to take the Suns to cover the number tonight as well. I'm really, tomorrow Austin's doing the show, so I'll give a little bit of a derby preview. I'm going to do my best to sound like these people who don't talk about horse racing yes. 364 days a year. But then that one day. And then suddenly they're experts. It's yeah. like when you see stuff happen in the real world, like gas prices are high, suddenly everybody is an expert on crude, mm-hmm. sweet crude, petroleum wow. drilling. Horse racing brings that person out in yeah. sports, right? You don't hear some of these people, unless you're Dan Cronin, who mm. lives, yeah. eats, Dan. breathes horse racing. Yeah. By the way, there's something Keeneland-related we have to talk about off the air. Oh, Remind me of this. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, these people don't talk about horse racing. They never mention horse racing. And then for like... Two and a half days in early May, every yeah. single year, they are absolute experts. Yep. I'm going to pretend to be that guy tomorrow. Some of the most exciting few minutes in sports. Uh, lastly, Reds are plus 240 on the money line tonight. Who cares? Yeah. Look, Why on earth would Freddy you bet Peralta, on the Reds? Vlad Gutierrez, someone's got to get their first win tonight. This is the worst Reds team ever. Yeah. They just got to like back into a win eventually. I mean, they're going to win like 40 games this season. <laughs> All right, the all-time record for fewest wins, I believe, is 40, 62 Mets. Yeah, right, that's bad. <laughs> Celebrate the 60th anniversary of that by yeah. eclipsing that mark. I always used to say it was a 62-game season because you're going to win 50 and lose 50 no matter what. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. If you can say that about the Reds, Guess you know, what, we pal? <laughs> didn't we make a skyline bet where I took the under this year? Mm. Uh, we made a skyline bet on the the attendance for the last yeah. homestand. Yeah, and you lost. Yeah, but so, but do you want to? Like because last year we we jinxed this team. Yeah. Do you want to just pay up on me winning? I'll pay the up under? on you now, and we'll jinx it. Reverse jinx. Yeah, We've done the reverse party. Now we'll do we'll do the reverse jinx. Let's hear from all those listeners now that were mad at Mo and I last year. <laughs> hey, we'll be back. Look, a little uh, change up in hour number two. We're going to do talkbacks at the start of hour two. Jay Morrison from the Athletic will join us. What's in coming up on Austin's five. show tomorrow? Couldn't tell you. No. Mm. Couldn't tell you. What's coming up on your show this afternoon? We have the uh, North Dakota State. Offensive line coach. Bison? What? Are they the bison? Yeah. yeah. We're, we're going to talk. <laughs> <laughs> North Dakota State offensive what? line coach is going to be on this show. Yes. All right, there it is. So we have that to look forward Listen, to. Listen, from three to six. We, we had that booked before the draft. We just thought it would make a lot of sense to talk yeah. about North Dakota State's offensive yeah. line. Fantastic. I believe that's coming up at uh, 3.33 today, maybe. Okay. I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. See if my Listen producer in. gets around to telling me what Listen time the guests are. To find out more. Uh, Cincy 360, back for another hour. Talkbacks when we return. ESPN 1530, Cincinnati Sports Station. Cincinnati from Cincinnati. This is ESPN 1530, Cincinnati Sports Station. Right-hander delivers. Swing and a miss. Got him on a slider, and that is the ball game. The Houston Astros defeat the Seattle Mariners by a final of 4 to nothing, and that is 2,000 wins in the managerial career of Astros skipper Dusty Baker. Congratulations to Dusty. Couldn't happen to a better man, a great man, Dusty Baker, 12th manager all time to get to this level. 2,000 wins. Congratulations to Dusty Baker, our Vogue Energy call of the night, reaching the 2,000 win plateau last night. I miss Houston Dusty. Astros. I miss Dusty as well. Our Vogue Energy call of the night brought to you by Vogue Energy Chewable Tablets, available now at your area UDF or... Visit Vogue-Energy.com to learn more. Joey Votto sending a tweet last night to Dusty Baker. Said, Dusty, 
Big congrats on 2,000 wins. That's like 25,000 cell phones, music speakers, and TVs. You had players turn off 30 minutes before the game to get locked in for competition. Wow. Much love, my friend. Much love to Dusty Baker. Voked up. Voked up. Toothpick in hand. Mm. Little Razor Ramon. You know who else used to do that, make their players turn their cell phones off? Mm. Pat Summit. Wow. Yeah. They weren't allowed... I think I remember reading they weren't allowed to like use their phones on buses. Yeah, that's how it should be. You're supposed to, you know, communicate with your teammates. Lock in, talk to your teammates, mm-hmm. get ready to go. Yeah, we're ready to go. We're ready to go because we've got talkbacks. We've got talkbacks. Did anyone get the memo that talkbacks are early today? Do we still have talkbacks in the system? We still have talkbacks in the system. Yes. Let's go. All right. Let's go. Oh hey, uh, Noah McDonald here one last time and. Uh, so let me let me preface this. Oh. I did I did listen to a few of these ahead of time. Today, oh, and I was trying to purposely skip three Norm McDonald um, talkbacks because I didn't think they were in great taste. Wow. So that was one of them that I meant to skip. Wow. All right. So I'm just going to be honest. Sorry, Norm. Norm made a comment that I didn't like. And that's on judge. Me. That was jury <laughs> me making execution. It had nothing to do with me. It had something to do with someone who passed away, and I, I thought it was in poor taste. I don't get to listen to these before the show. No, you don't. Judge, jury, uh, executioner. What we've got here is a failure <laughs> to win a baseball game. It's some man you just can't reach base. So you get what we had here last week, which is the way Phil wants it. Well, he gets it. Mm. And I don't like that any more than you Reds fans. Wow. Or do you know who that is, Austin? I don't. I don't think I do. That's from Cool Hand Luke. Cool Hand Luke. What we have like here. Former Buckeye basketball legend Luke Witty. What we have who here. Who once got beat up in a, base, in a basketball game. a failure. Game? Oh. That's pretty good. It's a good start. Okay. Sorry, Norm. Hey, baby. First off, I hope all your listeners are working. If not, I'm here working for them. Out here hanging and banging, shout out 669. Anybody else is ready for this summer to come and go and get this Bengal season started already? Preach. Secondly. Oh. Anybody else looking forward to seeing how many games these red legs actually can lose? <laughs> I mean, why not? You know, I don't I'm not interested. I, I think it'll be a storyline of just how bad this team's gonna be, but they will you, get healthy eventually. Do you want to you know, place a bet right now, some sort of a wager. I would have to get a Vegas number. Over, under, on the Reds' number of losses. Yeah, I, 101. 101? Yep. So you're saying they get hot. I'm saying that they're, they're going to get healthy at some point. They're going to get some guys back. Luis Castillo's pitching today in, in Louisville. They'll be better, but I still think they go over the 100-win mark, 100-loss okay. mark. Uh, yeah, that ain't going to happen. No. Um, okay, you're setting the over-under at 101.5? and a half. And are you taking the over or the under? Under. Under. Okay. I'm writing this down in our Google Doc. Great. 5-4-22, Tony takes the under on Red's losses. 101.5. and a half. 101 and a half. All right. Thank good, you. Good to know. Do yourself a favor and go watch the Dragons instead. Mm. They're in first place. They hit a lot of dingers. The pitchers can actually pitch. Whoa! Ellie De La Cruz is a joy to watch. Do yourself a favor and go love baseball again. If it gets to a point this year where it's so bad, 
Do you think the Reds and Dragons would play? That'd be nice. You know, I don't know if the Reds want any part of the Dragons right now. He's he's right. The Dragons, I believe, have the best record mm. in all of professional baseball, mm. uh, spanning minor leagues, professional leagues, major leagues, all of it. The mm. the Dragons have the best record in major league baseball. Love it, love it. Hey, you guys. <laughs> Hi, oh there, Tony Kermit the Frog here. And while I'm feeling a little under the weather today, yeah. I did want to weigh in on Austin's girlfriend chatter. <laughs> Austin, if you're looking for somebody, I know somebody in my name, Miss Piggy, and she is ready and willing to date. So just let me know, little buddy. Have a great day. <laughs> so good. So good. Hey, Tony, do you think there's a way the Bengals can keep their core together once they're... Rookie, rookie deals expire. No. Like take care of Burrow next season, next offseason, Higgins the following year, and then get Jamar Chase oh, done yeah. in his fourth or his fifth year of his rookie deal. And then obviously mix in with the running backs' mm, no. uh, lifespan not lasting very long. Obviously, we'll have to look look at him in nope. the next couple of years. Not another contract for Mixon. If you're assuming the core is Burrow, Boy, or a Burrow, Higgins, and Chase, I do think all of those remain Bengals. But it comes at the expense of guys like Tyler Boyd and, and Jesse Bates and maybe a Logan Wilson. Hey. Your response. Did that say Soda Pop was a bad dude? Yeah, it said Soda Pop was a bad was dude. Or is a bad dude. Well, we haven't seen you throw in a while, Tom. I'm becoming more and more confident I might need to th- I might not need to throw, but I could go hit at a higher clip than some of these reds right now. Wow. There we go. Tone, Audi, <laughs> JMFTD. That stands for John Moon from The Ding. Hey, bub, question for you. Hey, bub. Uh, seriously thinking about this. Um, who's worse, the Cincinnati Reds of this year or Deer Park Athletics wow. from when you were in high school? Wow. That's a tough question. I'll hang up and listen. Thanks, Tone. Bye-bye. <laughs> Jeez. So a little shot there at uh, both Willie Cunningham yeah. and Kyle Mason. Okay. Um, as bad as the Reds are, Deer Park was worse. Mm. At my time at Reading, Deer Park was essentially like showing up to the ballpark right now and playing the Reds. Mm-hmm. That's who you scheduled on homecoming. Yeah. That's who we were for a lot of play- See? my high school team. Hey, what, what date is homecoming this year? What do you want to do? Uh, let's schedule Deer Park. Nice. Hey, Tony, just curious hey. when they added a CH um, to orange and it's now the orange <laughs> in blue. First of all, I say orange. No, you don't. Not orange. You don't say. I never say it with a you CH. Say orange. You say orange. No, I say blue. orange. Orange. You don't, you don't say orange. You definitely don't say it correctly. The orange and blue. There you go. Play tonight at TQL Stadium. Orange blue. I always appreciate our talkbacks that. Yeah. Uh, that keep me on my toes. Yeah, how about this? Somebody finally taking a shot at you. Yeah, thank you, little buddy. <laughs> Ryan traveling through Sensei again, is. man, going around the loop. 275. Uh, you know, we need to stop playing around with the blame. The blame lies squarely at the feet of the Castellini St. Louis ownership group, man. They need to get up out of here, man. They need to get the boot. Joey Votto should have been traded last year. If they were going to make these moves, they should have been made these moves. They traded all our guys away days before the season started. I'm through with them. 
Appreciate the talk back. Always, always appreciate Ryan driving through the natty. Mm-hmm. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. This is Carl Seller. Mm hmm. Mm. I just wanted to call you, fellas, and let you know I ain't going to be working on them lawnmowers no more. Mm. I got me involved with them Cincinnati Reds. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I ain't going to be mm-hmm. selling no mustard biscuits or French fried tigers. Mm-hmm. They're telling me I'm going to be what they call a closer. <laughs> I'll be waiting on you. Mm. So you know who Sling Blade is. I do know who he is, yes. <laughs> Uh-huh. Uh-huh. French fried taters. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. How y'all doing? Oh. This me. Shaday Day. Oh. Hey, Austin's good. Oh. Hey, you left your bathroom over my house last <laughs> night. But, uh, I ran into Joe Burrow, and he was trying to get at me. He was trying to get all over me, and I was like, no. Nah. I was like, no, nah, I belong to Artie Elboy. <laughs> hey. Hey, I talked to y'all the one. See y'all later. Hey. Man, now we've heard from multiple girlfriends of Austin. This uh, one, she sounds like a real one because she's turning down Joe Burrow to stay with you. Right, yeah. Man, I'm very, very That's a real one. You are blessed. Uh, She's not the brightest if she turned down Burrow for me. (laughs) Miss uh, Dion, I believe is her name. Hmm. Hmm. I mean, I had to to gather that person's information. (laughs) Give me just a second to get back to... uh, Give me just a second to get back to our show, <laughs> if you don't mind. Are you saving that? Yeah, just making a just making a. Wow! Again, just judge, jury, executioner. <laughs> Listen, you gotta you gotta be careful around here, okay? Wow! Just got to be careful. Hey guys, Chris and Alexander. What's up, here. Chris? Just giving you a quick update uh, to let you know whether or not your sponsorship works. Mm-hmm. I've got a two-year-old daughter and a two-week-old daughter, and I finally stopped down here at my local UDF in Alexandria. Picked myself up a pack of berry citrus flavor Vogue. Whoa. I'm pop one of these bad boys this afternoon and get Vogue'd up. Let's go. I'll report back later this week, let you know Hell how yeah. it goes. I love Hell it. Now, yeah. that's a talk back right there. I got, I got a pack right here. Let's go. I got a pack of Vogue right here. You know, by the way, you uh, you and Mo did the uh, the draft show from Frickers the other night when you were on WLW. And one of our listeners, I believe his name is Drew, came up to me and said, hey, you got any extra Vogue on you? I'm, I'm falling asleep over here. And sadly, for the first time ever, I didn't have any Vogue on me. I couldn't provide it. But Man. Drew was looking for some Vogue. I hope he found some. Man. I think it's Tony Pike's fault mm. because Tony Pike scared Wade Miley out of the Reds. <laughs> Just Bob Trumpy. Off the team because Wade Miley was afraid that yep. Tony Pike was going to get a hit off of Wade preach, Miley. Preach, preach, preach. So Tony Pike started this whole thing. Mm. How about that for the blame game? And you know what? I, I don't have a rebuttal to that. I, I don't see any inconsistencies in that story. Wow. Hey, Sone. This is Michael from Mainville. What's I'm up, on my way to a funeral, actually, listening oh. to you guys for a little bit of a pick-me-up. So thank you. Going to be a rough one. But I pose a question. Should our little buddy, Audie Elmore, be mm. banned from speaking mm. 
until the Reds are relevant for saying David Bell is set up for success more so than wow. the Braves. I'm out. Wow, that is a great, great point. Austin, we, your we, thoughts? We might have to check the timestamps on when I said that and if that was before or after the Reds decided they were fully rebuilding. Um, it was before because I okay. was flabbergasted okay. at the thought of you putting David Bell over Luke Fickle. So that guy's going to a funeral, mm-hmm. and then he's going to take a shot at me. Mm. I'll allow it this time with the little buddy <laughs> thing because yeah. he's obviously in mourning. Yep. But, you know, mm. careful. All right. Whoa. Man. Beautiful. Hey. Beautiful. That is. That was angelic. Yes, it was. That was beautiful. Well Thank done. you for that. It's like Willie here. Nice oh. Hey, y'all know what the problem with the Reds is. You need to bring back another woman like Marchite. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, a little bit of stubble underneath the chin, pasty white, bursting hips like a thoroughbred. Looks the closest thing to Hillary I've ever seen, without so much bitchiness, of course. Wow. Whew. You talk about a woman. Wow. Goodness, Willie. Like Willie, man. Relax. It's that time for a talk back. Oh. Press the microphone and record your message <laughs> for Austin and Tone. Please keep it clean. And don't be mean. Add a sprinkle, sprinkle, drip, drip. It's that time for talk wow. back. It's our favorite part of Cincy 360. Yeah. Austin, buddy, play that talk back on your screen and please try not to sabotage it. Wow. All right, I'm going to pick that one up. That's going to be wow. a Wow, that, that is beautiful. great. And do you recognize the song? Yeah. Yeah, that was Hear That Bengal Brown. That was great. That was that was awesome. And there is talent coming yes, through the airwaves today. A lot today. of musical talent. Yeah, another rough one last yes, night. Uh, oh, I thought man. we did put up a good effort, but uh, they're just a good <laughs> club to go against. We did keep Mally under 100, so that's something to build off of. <laughs> but for me, it's a, always a tough place to manage because I have a deep affiliation for slides, and my most memorable moments of a child is going down the slide at the park, so staring up at that big beautiful yellow slide makes it hard to focus but mm. we'll turn it around tonight man thanks coach you know david continuing to take time out of his busy schedule to send us a talk back how about that thank you david. this is former president ronald reagan oh. with some breaking news <laughs> my sources are telling me that word is leaking out from the supreme court of a decision that will essentially strip the reds of the right to be a major league franchise <laughs> again unconfirmed this is breaking news. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. President. You have to think that his sources are pretty good. Oh, my gosh. None better than the sources of the former president who Tony, kicked off our show today as well. Tony, the Rocky Balboa calling, Tony. <laughs> Just want to say hello. Birds in the back. Florida. We're down here at Siesta Beach. Oh. Watch a little NBA, Tony. Watch a little NBA. Cyclone lost. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> that hey, bird at the end. That sounded like out. Augusta National. Shout out, Rocky. I'll be down there in about a month if you're still there. Man. Mr. Balboa, let me know. This is Borat Sagdiev. Hey. 
when first I come to this country, I enjoy very much your baseball. <laughs> but uh, watching Red Team this year uh, gave me huge pain in my anus. <laughs> much more enjoy watching Bengals. Who day? Oh. It's nice. Oh. It's nice. <laughs> you bore at? Appreciate you watching Hi. and listening. Slick Valley again. Oh. You know, I was going to suggest that the, what the Reds need is closer. And uh, we should try and get a Rawls Chapman back here. But uh, then it dawned on me. And I remembered how much trouble I got in last time I tried to tell somebody where to stick a Cuban. <laughs> <laughs> Tony Austin's shine from Al Johnny. I don't appreciate this change of segments for the talkback feature. <laughs> like, listen, it's part of my routine while I'm at work. I, I literally say, hey, guys, got to go leave my talk back, and I'll be back. It's like a lunch break. And now I have to, like, get it in before one. I mean, gosh, this is almost as bad as waiting in line with Austin's fat girlfriend at McDonald's. Jeez. Wow. Are put a ring on it by soon? I mean, gosh, dang it. Put, Feels like a little bit of uh, fat shaming going on. Put there. a ring on it, says Secondly, Johnny. How about you do some damn work, Johnny? Now, Johnny, get some work done. This is just a one-day thing. We'll be back to our normal. Austin runs the show tomorrow, so maybe Austin will change it up again. Now, but if you want to, if you want to throw blame at somebody, mm. throw blame at Jay Morris. Wow. Now Jay's probably preparing to come on this show in about nine minutes, and now well, you're throwing hope, him under the bus. I hope for Jay's sake that he's not listening to our show, thinking, "What the hell am I yeah. about to go do?" How many do we have left? we got a handful. All right, let's go. Hey, Austin, it's your boy Slick Willie here. <laughs> Just wonder if maybe you and your girlfriend want to meet up with me and Hillary at the McDonald's for a little rendezvous. <laughs> I think that'd be a hoot. <laughs> Let me know, Slick Willie 6969 <laughs> at AOL.com. Hey, Tony. Uh, hey, little buddy. How you guys doing? This is Tony from Loveland. Great show, uh, as usual. Um, Tony, I was hoping you could, uh, settle a, a, a question that actually came up last night at the bar. I got it. Are you going to be doing sideline reporting, mm. uh, for the Bearcats games this year? Um, if so, great. If not, why not? And what was the most coolest thing you saw while doing reporting on the sidelines? Uh, the best sideline experience I had, I thought was, uh, when the Bearcats played at UCLA, they obviously won the game, but. Uh, doing a game in the Rose Bowl was fantastic, and um, like Tom Cruise once said, "Show me the money." You know, we're uh, I, I hope to be doing uh, Red uh, Bearcats games this year, but with a family, two little children at home, um, it's just something that uh, my family and I need to discuss and figure out. So there you go. Hmm. Tony Austin's. <laughs> hey. Sorry. Hey, Chico. Say hello to the bad guy. That's Razor Ramon. I just want to wish. From the grave. A congratulations to Dusty Baker. Congratulations. On his 2,000 wins. Congrats, Dusty. Shout out, Dusty. Thank you, Razor. Hey, uh, Austin, it's uh, Norm here, and uh, <laughs> I just had a question for you about uh, the, the poor taste comment. Do you know who the hell I am? <laughs> I, I know who you are, Norm, but that doesn't mean everything you say <laughs> is suitable for the radio. <laughs> it's 
especially when you may or may not be saying something oh. that could attack a sponsor mm. that we have. Mm. Hey, Tony, or is this Mo? This is Mike from San Diego. I was wondering <laughs> if we could just sit here and talk like a couple of old men <laughs> about nothing, playing checkers while the rest of your f- listeners are wondering what the heck's going on. <laughs> And it's especially hilarious because Mike from L.A. is on hold right now. <laughs> so he just heard an impression about himself uh, on oh. our airwaves. That's special. That is very special. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Hey, Tony and Austin, this is Patrick Starr. <laughs> Even from 20,000 leagues under the sea, living in a rock, I could see how bad the Reds suck. Mm. They are worse Man. than Mrs. Puff's teaching. Wow. They are worse than SpongeBob's driving. Wow. Shoot, they are even worse than Squidward's clarinet playing. Wow. But there is one bright spot in Cincinnati these days. It's called the Bengals. Yep. Who day? Thank you, Patrick. <laughs> A new one. We haven't heard from Patrick before. Ninety-five percent of the calls are the Reds suck. Go Bengals. <laughs> Apparently, we are being streamed now at the bottom of the ocean. Well, you understand this is a fifty-thousand-watt signal. I get it. Here, so. I get it. Yeah, that was our last talk back. That Tom. was it. Yeah. How about I'm that? Gonna, during the commercial break, as we get set for Jay Morrison, you have about two minutes to kill, Tony. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull that audio from from our guy here, and I'll play it again really quickly. This is just so good. It's that time for talkbacks. Press the microphone and record your message for Austin and Tone. Please keep it clean and don't be mean. Add a sprinkle, sprinkle, drip, drip. It's that time for talkbacks. It's our favorite part of Cincy 360. Austin, buddy, play that talkback on your screen and please try not to sabotage it. Wow. Yeah. Just so good. Yeah. And the fact that you let it pass with him saying buddy twice. Yeah. Is it because he just said buddy and not little buddy? That's our guy, Ben. Okay, Um, so so which one angers you more? Is it buddy or the little part? Like little buddy? Little buddy is the one I don't like the most. L-I-L or L-I-T-T-L-E? All of them. All right. Um, Buddy, I'm not a huge fan of. What about little bud? 
Little Bud, I don't like at all. That's a term of I'm, endearment in the I'm, Pike family. I know it is. And uh, the, the Pike family, it doesn't bother me oh. just because I know the ways of their heart. Mm. Um, and Bud overall is okay. Okay. But I'm not a huge fan of it. Okay. Well, that's all fair. You know what I mean? Soda pop or pop can pike or whatever. See? See? I allow that. You do. You don't like it. And once again, we appreciate all of our talkbacks. Mm-hmm. You have to understand as a talkback lever. Lever of talkbacks. That Austin is the judge, jury, and executioner. And If I you rarely... don't hear your talkback, here's the deal. If you don't hear your talkback at Audie Elmore on social media, mm-hmm. let him have it. Feel or free keep to f- leaving talkbacks and let him have it. Feel free to follow at Audie Elmore, A-U-T-Y-E-L-M-O-R-E. Eventually one's going to fall through the cracks. On Instagram and on Twitter. One of our best talkback segments in a while. We say that every day. That was great effort. We need to really start giving our talkbackers some direction mm. as to, you know, so it's not the same thing. I don't day. remember giving any direction about musical talkbacks, no, but no. we got a couple today we and they did. were fantastic. That's correct. Celebrities, musicians, we gotta go. all alike. We got to go. Jay Morrison is waiting patiently. Jay Morrison from The Athletic to talk Cincinnati Bengals when we come back. Cincy 360 on ESPN 1530, Cincinnati Sports Station. Now, your chance to win one. Cincy 360 carries on on ESPN 1530, Cincinnati Sports Station. How about that? Welcome back. Cincy 360, ESPN 1530, Cincinnati Sports Station. That sound means we're ready to talk some pigskin. Let's do so with the man that covers the Bengals for the Athletic. Jay Morrison joins us right now. Jay, what's going on, buddy? Hey, Tony. Having a good day. How about you? Always, always a great day. I appreciate you taking some time with us. Let's uh, let's start and recap really quickly the, the draft, and not so much each prospect, but the overall feel of this organization. I kept hearing the same thing. You know, team captain, athletic, versatile, fast. Those seem to be the themes that the Bengals are zeroing in on. Would you agree from from this year's draft hall? Yeah, it certainly looks that way when when you look at the 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 group as a whole. But you know, Paul Danner and I we we had director of college scouting Mike Potts on our podcast yesterday. That'll be posting probably today or tomorrow, and he said that wasn't necessarily the theme going in. They didn't say, we just need to get a bunch of versatile guys. It's just kind of, it's, it's what they prefer. Uh, same with the character and all that type of thing. And w- w- when it gets down to it, you've got a, you're on the clock and you've got a couple guys you're picking for, from, you, you kind of lean that way. And it just, it just so happened to tick off every single round for them in that manner. I guess from a, a maybe a surprise point of view, it, it, it's felt like the Bengals have been ahead of the curve the last two years not only what they've done with their receiving room, but the specialist and, and drafting Evan McPherson and what you saw in the draft this year, they didn't address wide receiver or tight end in the draft. Did, did that surprise you at all, or do you feel like they're pretty comfortable with what they have in the room? Um, it, it, it did surprise me, but when you saw how the draft played out, it didn't because if they don't trade away those two picks, then yeah, I think they draft a, a wide receiver and the tight end probably. But they they were they moved up in three spots in the second round to get Cam Taylor Britt and forfeited their sixth round pick, and then they moved up eight spots in the fifth round to get the tight end from or to get the uh, the safety from Toledo, Tyson yep. Anderson, and they gave they gave up their seventh round pick there. So yeah, I, I think when you look at who they signed in undrafted free agency or who they've agreed to terms with, nothing's official yet, but. But those 
those type of players are probably the the receiver from from Kansas specifically with punt return ability. I think that's a guy they would have targeted in the seventh round um, had they had the pick there, but they gave it away. Um, so I, no, I don't feel that they feel like they're set at those positions. They definitely want to add some depth there. I think the Hayden Hurst signing kind of pushed the yep. the need down a little bit at tight end. But yeah, they they do need some more depth at receiver. So we'll we'll see. It's not just the undrafted guys. They, they, there's veterans out there on the street who maybe their market craters a little bit and and they don't they stop asking as much. And you could see a, a couple of those guys possibly be guys that come in at camp and could be a part of this roster this year. Yeah, certainly there's, there's still moves to be made for this roster. One of those that we saw after the draft was Kevin Huber signing to a one-year deal. Um, I think that's big from the fact that he's Evan McPherson's holder. But there there was also a conversation with Darren Simmons that this is going to be a competition between Drew Chrisman and, and Kevin Huber. How do you see that playing out uh, going into uh, to camp this offseason? Yeah, it's really going to be interesting because – you know, when you have a kicking competition, it's easy. Did the ball go through the goalpost or not? But when, when they do punting competitions, you don't know what they're being told. Is Are they being told to angle it this way, angle it that way, get more hang time? There, there's a lot of nuances that go into punting. Um, they love Drew Christman. He's a huge leg, and they really like his potential. But Darren said it yesterday. This, the job of punter anymore, especially for this Bengals offense that goes for it a lot on fourth down has a kicker in Evan McPherson where you're going to be kicking field goal attempts a lot more than than punts when you're in that mid 50s range so the the job is almost 50 50 holding and punting and that uh, Drew Christman wasn't there last year as a punter or as a holder and that was he had the injury that held him back he broke his hand before camp started that's where really it's going to be interesting to see. And and actually it's going to be interesting to find out because we're not going to see it. Cause when they do those, when they're working on the holding, they're off by themselves. They might be in the stadium. It's going to be away from the the main fields where training camp takes place. But I do, I think this is going to be a really interesting competition. It's there's such a level of trust there with, with Kevin Huber and, and Clark Harris. And that's going to be a big part of it. Last year in the off season, uh, I remember us marveling at the fact that 100% attendance and everyone pushing in the same direction. We know that Jesse Bates isn't there right now, and we obviously know that Jesse Bates isn't, you know, overly happy and excited about being franchise tagged. Do you foresee any of that becoming an issue going into the season? I mean, for all accounts, this was a very connected group. It's a great locker room. It's a uh, it's a mentality that's been built by Zach Taylor and the character of these guys. Do you concern yourself at all that there may be something there with Jesse Bates, or do you think, from a professional standpoint, he's going to come and and do the work both on and off the field? Yeah, I mean, he's working out right now. Um, I don't, you know, Zach said he has no qualms with with Jesse not being here. I don't think the players care at all. Yes, it's great when you have one hundred percent attendance and you have that chance to build the camaraderie they did all that last year these these guys kind of let their teammates business be the business and they don't get inter, they don't get they don't interfere in that and yeah mike hilton might go to bat and say they need to sign jesse but i, I don't think there's going to be any sort of rift um it's just i think everybody understands what it is and this is this is probably going to be it for jesse um one last season with the bengals and then he'll have a chance to break the bank next year in free agency but they take a tight. Uh, they take a safety in the first round. Then they the next day they allot twelve million that could have gone to him 
next yeah. year to Jonah Williams as the fifth year option. And then they take another safety in the fifth round. The, the, the writing's on the wall that this is, unless Jesse's willing to come way down on his, his Correct. price demand, uh, this is going to be it. Jay Morrison covers the Cincinnati Bengals for the Athletic. It, it's it's crazy to think about because of the level that Joe Burrow played at last year. But it was something about seeing him entering the facility the other day, and you think to yourself, man, this is this is the first normal offseason that he will get in the NFL. His first year is COVID. It's so much virtual stuff. And then he's having the, the recovery from a major knee reconstructive surgery. Uh are your expe- I know expectations are already high. Do you raise the bar even higher for Joe Burrow, understanding that now he gets a full offseason in the National Football League with no other distractions except to work on his craft and with his teammates? Yeah, I think even if it was if it was the same kind of offseason, you would still raise the expectations just based on the natural growth and progression of a quarterback in year three, based on the fact that he's going to have a much better offensive line this year than he did last year. Um, I absolutely. I, I think the I, I think the stakes are raised, and the, the expectations should be as well. And you mentioned the first real regular offseason for Joe Burrow. This is the first regular offseason for Zach Taylor. I mean, yes, they were. It was pre-COVID right. when he came in in 2019, but he didn't get hired till February. They were so far behind the eight ball when he started in 2020, COVID pandemic year. So finally, he he that coaching staff has a regular offseason to work with as well. Although. Again, it's a little short playing in the Super Bowl February 13th and then turning around really quick. It's it's certainly a, a different offseason, but that's a good problem to have. Uh, May 12th, yeah. we find out the schedule for the Cincinnati Bengals. We learned this morning that the Bengals will not be participating in any of those overseas games. From a from a sheer team standpoint, you think does it benefit the Bengals at all? Because it does mess with routine. It does mess with scheduling and that's something now the Bengals do not have to worry about ahead of the uh, schedule released a week from tomorrow. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that that is a tough trip um, to, to go overseas. Nobody's done the Germany before, um, so but that's it's not that far, much farther than London. Um, the Bengals have not had great success in London. They're 0-1-1. Um, so, yeah, I, I do. I think it benefits them. I, I think, you know, for fans maybe that didn't get a chance to go in 19 or 16, they were maybe looking forward to it. But on the other hand, if, if they're overseas, it, it was either going to be against Tampa Bay or New Orleans. And I think a lot of English fans are planning to go to both of those road games. So I yeah. think uh, the team and the fan base are happy that all their games are going to be in the States. Yeah. Everything now is is building towards next season, obviously. And um I guess for me, I'm watching over the last couple of days back and forth of trying to decipher what the AFC North is going to be. And quite frankly, you look at the Ravens, who had a great draft. They get a ton of guys back that were out last year. The Cleveland Browns are in this weird spot because you don't know what Deshaun Watson is going to be available for. Um, but if you're setting the the number today, do you think the Bengals are the favorites in the AFC North next year? Yeah, in my mind, they are. I, I, you always have to kind of take those odds with a grain of salt because they're they're aimed at the national audience, and, and there's still Mike Hilton talked about this yesterday. There's still this perception that it's still the Bengals, and maybe last year was a fluke. So I do think it wouldn't surprise me if Vegas actually put Baltimore ahead of the Bengals. But in my mind, I mean, the, the, the defending champ is going to be the favorite unless something crazy happens in the off season with losses, and they're. They're bringing almost everybody back. Um, they've improved the offensive line, 
had a solid draft. If if I'm setting the odds, I've got them just ahead of Baltimore as the favorites to win the North. From a favorite standpoint, I agree with you. From a team and matchup standpoint, who is in the AFC North that would present more problems for the Bengals? Because we have seen the success against Baltimore, but Baltimore has solidified their secondary. They understand that this is a pass-happy league. The Cleveland Browns have been a team that, based on their style, have given the Bengals a little bit of a fit the last couple years. The Steelers will still have a great defense, although questions at the quarterback position. From a matchup standpoint, which team is it in the North that possesses a a bigger challenge for the Bengals? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, you, you almost have to throw out that 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 second Baltimore game last year because their defense was decimated, but they they, they had their, their full complement of defensive guys in that first game, and, and the Bengals still ran over them. Um, maybe it is Cleveland. Um, Baker has had, if, it, if, it, if Deshaun Watson is suspended and Baker somehow sticks around there and decides to play, um, he's, he's played really well against the Bengals. They've got a good defense. The, the, the Baltimore thing concerns me because it's – they, they had this incredible draft, and, they, and they're adding to an already good team, but they didn't draft a single wide receiver, and they traded away Hollywood Brown. So I'm not sure what they've got going on there, what's, what's in their mind pass game-wise. But I, I, do, I think it's probably the Browns that, are, that would be the, the, the bigger matchup difficulty um, just based on, on how well the Bengals played against the Ravens last year. Yeah, I, I could not agree more. Uh, let me finish up with this, Jay, before I let you go. Um... You kind of alluded to the tight end wide receiver position that there are still guys out there that become available. This team is a team that was able to draft based on depth needs a lot in the draft and not the immediate needs that a lot of teams have to draft for. That being said, is there a position that's still out there for the Bengals that you could see them making a priority to somehow address between now and the start of training camp? I think it's wide receiver that to get a to get another um, veteran in here wouldn't be out of the question. I think you can always use more O line depth, and I yeah. think de- defensive tackles not out of the question. They they got Zach Carter in the third round. He's he's one of those versatile guys that they think they can be really good on the interior, but you still don't have that true free technique. Backing up BJ Hill, maybe Zach Carter transmits into that, but there's no guarantees of that, and, and he's a rookie. How much do you want to rely on a rookie in you? Right. You're not just talking about a backup. A lot of times those guys on third down can be playing side by side. Um, so, so I do think defensive line, wide receiver are, are two spots, and top line too, that where they even see them make some more moves to, to add to the roster camp. Awesome. Great stuff as always. Jay Morrison, uh, never time to rest with the Bengals offseason and the NFL offseason slate. <laughs> What's the easiest way for uh, for listeners to keep up with everything that you have going on uh, in the off season as the season gets closer? Yeah, you can go to the athletic app or the athletic app. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at jmorrisonath and um, our podcast here, that podcast growling. Like I said, the, the newest episode with Director of College Scouting, Mike Potts, should be dropping today or in the morning. Love it, Jay. Appreciate your time as always, buddy. Look forward to talking soon. Okay, take care, Tony. Yes, sir. Jay Morrison covering the Bengals for the athletic. That is at Jay Morrison ATH on Twitter. Let's get to a break. Let's come back. Let's finish off today's show with our box of chocolates right here on ESPN 1530 Cincinnati Sports Station. This is Cincy 360. ESPN 1530 Cincinnati. 
couple things here, and then I want to I want to talk about Ryan Tannehill for a minute. Before we get to that, Austin, um, did you see Diego Maradona's Hand of God jersey? Yeah. The jersey he wore against England in the 1986 World Cup right. where he scored the famous Hand of God goal mm-hmm. just sold for a cool 9.28 milli. That's not bad. Surpassing Babe Ruth's jersey, game-worn, 5.64 million. Mm. How about that? Hand of God. That's a lot of money. Jersey going Kent. for... A lot of money. Speaking of money, Ohio High School Athletic Association is looking into NIL Nil. for high school athletes. Did you see our friend Mo Egger muted NIL from his timeline? Wow. How about that? He's so sick of it already. Your thoughts about high school NIL? Uh, I don't have a problem with it. Really? Yeah. I mean, kids go and work jobs all the time Yeah. in high school. It can be dangerous for some for some of the, for the For the top 1%. For the one percenters, like the, like the Tony Pikes of right. the thing. And so on and so what forth. What would that do for Sydney Athletics? What would you have done? What would that do for Sydney Athletics? Day? Would the Moose Lodge in Sydney maybe throw some Moose, NIL money Moose out Lodge there? Moose Lodge would probably throw some some uh, some money out there. You know, I have a friend of mine. I'm going to shout him out. Uh, Landon Davis. Thump. He owns uh, Landon's Lawn Care. Wow. Uh-huh. And I know for a fact that Landon would be uh, would be dropping okay. some bags on right. some uh, high school athletes. Um, police arrested a man in San Francisco earlier, Austin, that yeah. climbed more than 1,000 feet up the tallest building in San Francisco. Wow. Is this the guy that's supposed to be at Great American on Friday? I don't know. Okay. Now, this is the tallest building in San Fran. It's 1,070 feet tall. Uh-huh. He had climbed already 1,000 feet. So he's For, at the top. 70 feet away? Listen, he's at the top. No harness. Nothing. Just a free climb. Wow. He calls himself the pro-life Spider-Man. Pro-life Spider-Man. What causes you to want to wake up on a random day and say, I'm going to climb a 1,000 feet with nothing protecting me? Well, if I had to guess, if he's pro-life Spider-Man, it was because of the Roe v. Wade decision, mm. opinion draft leak thing. Okay. That thousand would be my feet. guess. That's probably thousand what inspired feet. him. That's doing some work now. That is doing some work. You, Yeah. I'm gonna, I was going to make a comment. Lastly. Lastly. Play the Ryan Tannehill audio, This please. is Ryan Tannehill. Maybe. In a quarterback room in the same room. You know, we're we're competing against each other. We're, uh, you know, watching the same tape. Mm. We're, we're doing the same drills. Uh, I don't think it's my job to mentor him. But, mm. um, you know, if he learns, learns from me along the way, then, um, then that's a great thing. Now, this is being asked about Malik Willis being drafted by the Titans. Sure. Is he going to mentor him? Mm-hmm. Um, Ryan Tannehill, when Malik Willis was drafted, called and congratulated Malik, Malik Willis. There is an outrage right now with former players, Kurt Warner being one of them, that has, the show, Kurt that has a problem with what Ryan Tannehill said. Here's my opinion, and I'll get yours. You're a quarterback. It is not Ryan Tannehill's job to make sure the guy that was drafted to replace him is up to speed on everything he needs. That's my opinion. Ryan Tannehill has a livelihood, he has a career, he gets paid a lot of money to be the quarterback of the Tennessee Titans. They're watching the same tape, like he said, mm. watching the same film in the same meetings. It's not Ryan Tannehill's job to br- to bring Malik Willis on and make sure he's good with everything. That's Malik Willis's job. Correct. That's the quarterback coach's job. Correct. Ryan Tannehill is not going to to offer the man that's trying to surpass him to take him out of a job tips and tricks and all of this stuff. I I agree with Ryan Tannehill on this take, and I feel like I'm in the minority on that. Well, you sound upset because things didn't work out with you after the Panthers drafted Cam Newton. 
That's what I think this is stemming I from. I did teach Cam Newton his uh, Superman yeah. celebration. Yeah, I mean, you taught Cam Newton a thing or two, but you were asked to mentor Cam, obviously, yeah. coming in as the number one Under pick my and the Heisman Trophy winner. And yep. next thing you know, you found yourself out of the NFL. So it sounds like me, to me, mm. it sounds like you're just upset. Possibly. And you're thinking back on memories. Possibly. So Thought, though, it's not <laughs> Ryan Tannehill's job. Yeah, His job I mean, is to be the starting quarterback of the Tennessee Titans. You know who agrees with me? 89, bottom line. Mm, Follow his Twitter. Ice up. It ain't Ryan Tannehill's job. It's not. His job is to win games for the Titans, not make sure he's holding Malik Willis's hand. Right, and I think maybe the point here is, you know, I'm not going to be telling him every tip and trick there is to know about being a quarterback in the NFL, Mm. but just be a good person, basically, Mm. is what people are looking for when it comes to this. That's fine. Don't be, and you know what? Okay. Just be a good teammate. Okay. I am out you tomorrow. Think Tom Brady mentored every quarterback that came below him? No. He didn't mentor any of them. Period. I am out tomorrow. Services for my grandfather, Austin Elmore, will be in this seat. Can't tell you what he's going to talk about because he hasn't told me what he's going to talk about. Hmm. I'm sure it will be two full hours of Cincinnati sports. FC Cincinnati breakdown, Star and Wars night. exciting at that. I'm back Friday. Until then, thanks to our friends at Cincy Shirt, Skyline Chili, Voke Energy, Our callers, our listeners, our great talkbacks today. Thanks to Austin, Mo for stopping by, Tommy G, Jay Morrison, and everyone else making this show possible. Until we talk again, have a great rest of your Wednesday afternoon. ESPN 1530 Cincinnati. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.